Any other volunteers? That's not a whole lot of volunteering. Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a comedy on NBC. Let me introduce uh, the co-hosts for Team Cockroach with uh, Sarah Gardner. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Hello. Next up, uh, Rachel Adelman. Hello, Rachel. Hi, everyone. And then Javier Matusevich. Hello, Javier. Hi, listeners. And I am Andrew Pontius. If you don't remember what happened in the last episode, you're not the only one. They they started off by getting us back up to speed with what had happened in the past and getting us right square with Sean sitting at the big desk ready to confront Michael about what is apparently a failure in the good place. The jig is up, except that it isn't. Sean is there to congratulate Michael on a truly amazing effort. Michael is being promoted and will be overseeing a bigger neighborhood project, uh, unexpected for him, and throws a wrench into all of the good progress that he had made. I don't know if anyone else had not seen that coming, but they resolved that very quickly, at which point we move to the group, uh, which includes Jason essentially being the recapper of what had happened in the past episode, an almost wedding, a previous marriage, Derek, a cool cloud, and that that gets us all back up to speed. Anybody else like me uh, totally forget what had happened in the last chunk of everything? This helped. I totally did. I found it kind of interesting that they gave us a recap. I don't think that's something they gave us in any previous episode. It gave it a, a more sitcom feel, but it, it was also welcome because it had been a, kind of a long while since the last episode. Yeah, I needed a refresher as well. Couldn't remember what had been going on. It just seemed like so long ago that I felt like the Derek episode happened way long ago. If that was really just the last one or last couple, yeah, my memory is gone. <laughs> it, yeah, right? Because all the stuff that's happened, well, well, Derek himself as a character felt like someone that we hadn't actually seen in a long time. But I think some of that was because I was I remembered more about the marriage stuff that was going on in that episode rather than the Derek stuff as being the focus of that episode. But it was called Derek, so. Yeah. So since Sean is ready to spring everything on what he thinks is an unsuspecting group, that yes, this is the bad place and aren't you all shocked, he lets the gang know that they will be taken to the real bad place where their brains will be studied and batted around like beach balls. There's a reference to Jason's testicles and beer pong. Uh, <laughs> all, of, all of this sounds just awful. I know that the writers have a lot of fun trying to imagine what the bad place is like. <laughs> yeah, I think they were going to get skinned or something, too. Skin their <laughs> arms. Or... We said something, something about them. We're going to do something to you, but that's just for fun. Do you remember what that was? Possibly removing their arms or something. I think it might have been something about arms. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Notice we don't get any colorful descriptions of the good place, like the real good place. But the bad place, we know all kinds of stuff that happens. <laughs> so then uh, Michael decides to have a farewell party to thank the crew, meaning the uh, people who made the fake they aren't allowed to use Janet to help plan the party because she's in magnetized shackles, which make her drunk. And uh, Darcy Carden is, we all know, amazing. She's really funny. Drunk playing Janet drunk was awesome. Janet. 
She got to be drunk Janet and another fan favorite Janet, which I'll get to in right. a minute. But uh, yeah, she's this was really great. So uh, the the gang tries to get a plan together on the spur of the moment. Chidi and Tahani and Jason don't necessarily they're they're thinking on their feet to try and figure out what to do next. Whereas Eleanor basically says her plan is to trust Michael. At first, they don't want to follow along with that, but she's convinced that he's dropping clues, including a reference to Kierkegaard and how he would want to have blind faith, to have blind faith in Michael. Yeah, that's the first one that she gets anyway. So they could leverage the information they have and try and get Sean on their side. They could try and hatch a scheme to get to Mindy St. Clair's because they know that that's an inaccessible place. That never works, though. Yeah. You always go back. Yeah. Instead, they just go with what Eleanor says and decide to trust Michael, which at this point, you're not sure if that's a good move or not. Yeah, one of the things that occurred to me with the the stuff that the, the going away party, all the demons in this place, they've experienced the many reboots, right? Like they know that that it wasn't just one, but I guess they're all going along with it too because they don't want to. They don't want to look bad, I guess. Yeah, that was the deal that he struck up with Vicky in like the second yeah. episode of the season when they rebooted. All this time, they kind of all agreed to pretend it was still the second reboot and put Vicky in charge. Right. Yeah, I feel okay. like the bad place is, like, is the kind of place where if the boss fails, everyone fails. Yeah, we get we get Vicky, at least Vicky wanting to at first take credit and then leave the whole plan behind. We see how that ends a little bit later. Michael holds a roast for everyone to send up their most uh sensitive <laughs> problems we're back you know in their regular life and in their good place life just cruel things like um <laughs> eleanor being in love with chidi and chidi not returning the feelings which you know he he pulls her to the side and says that she's a very good friend of his <laughs> does not make her feel any better but these sorts of things that show that maybe michael really is sending them all up. Eleanor is still listening for clues, at least in the back of her mind. The roast includes some jokes about Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I found particularly funny. Uh, even though they're in the playoffs this year, so, you know. Uh, oh, I, know I know nothing about, about this, so, so yeah. They're basically known to be a really bad team, I guess? Well, Jacksonville is a punchline in the good place anyway. So even if they weren't a bad team, I think it would still be <laughs> still be funny. I think the roast was kind of the breaking point for the rest of the group where they decide that, hey, you know, we went with you on this have faith in Michael thing, but he took it too far. We shouldn't trust this guy. So they wind up for a moment, at least not believing in Michael. We get some party scenes where Vicky gets manipulated into taking the handcuffs off of, of Janet, or at least that's what we're led to believe. There's some trying to figure out what's going on by the gang, essentially. It's a, it's a fairly short scene, if I'm remembering this correctly, or at least I'm forgetting because Bad Janet happens pretty much right after that, and I love Bad Janet. <laughs> Bad Janet's so great, yeah. 
I liked Bad Janet as like the DJ of the party. Yeah. And they kept playing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed with other terrible songs, but just, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Vicky ends up getting put into this big gloppy cocoon thing because she betrayed Michael, which is our comeuppance for Vicky. And I, I don't know. It felt really good. <laughs> yeah, because everybody thinks they've all escaped at this point, right? Because they yeah. disappeared from the party. Right. She's such a weasel that, you know, it's nice to see her inside this sticky leaf thing. <laughs> And then Michael finds the group and just breaks down into the most pathetic, like, sobbing mess. And it's cute. Mm. <laughs> it's endearing to get some humanity out of Michael. Mm -hmm. Does anyone remember if they say when they get under the train? Where, where, were, where were they hiding before the first train leaves? They were hiding in the train station, and then somehow, when everybody was drunk, they hid under the train as the second one was coming in. Yeah, also of note, uh, one of Michael's hints within his speech was to Derek Bortles rather than Blake Bortles, which is kind of pointing them back to Derek, who also reappears oh, yeah. in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a great callback. I was glad yeah. to see... Glad to see Derek again. I yeah. like the actor so much. Yeah. He has lots of different ways of delivering just the word Derek. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Mac Maximum Derek. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's interesting, right? Because we get that scene um, where they find the four of them. And then we get the next scene where they kind of describe how it happened. And that felt very much like a lot of these sort of um, con game uh, episodes of shows. Uh, I don't know if any of you watch Leverage uh, when it was on, no. it was about five seasons of this one show where they would often have these these schemes where you would see sort of the first take of it, which where it sometimes looked like the bad guy would win or something bad would happen. And then you'd see the next version of it where they would show, oh, here's how the good guys were actually Uh, manipulating things behind the scenes to make the, it all really happen the way they wanted to. Yeah. And that was pretty much exactly what happened here. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Anytime I see that type of trope, it makes me think of um, Ocean's Eleven. Right. Oh really, yeah. yeah. Do, you know, they do the whole thing and you think they're going to get caught and then they go back and show you how yeah. they got through everything and actually pulled off the heist. Yeah, and they're, like, discussing other things they could do rather than trust Michael. So they have two other plans that they could take, but trusting Michael ends up being the one that sets them free, which they're free for the first time in the series. That takes us to a brand new place. And pretty much all the loose ends, except for Jason and Tahani having to have a pretty uncomfortable conversation, it's, it's kind of wrapped up. Well, and we even get a, a fake up from the writers because the the first time we see the train leaving, we don't know that they chose to trust Michael. So it seems like they they find find found a way to to get to the medium place rather than an scheme with Michael. 
We even got a wrap up for Mindy and Derek too. Oh, that was yeah. so great! Oh yes, <laughs> I was gonna she say that the, the medium place they do go, the train does go there, but it goes there just as Derek. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> he is at the door with a note saying he is there for service and he has <laughs> cocaine. Yep, he's a willing sex robot with two duffel bags of cocaine, and then he tells her that he has a. Uh, Wind chimes. Yeah. <laughs> As is. She can work with that. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. she can. <laughs> you have to wonder whose uh, personal ad is going to is gonna be the whole, like, I'm a willing sex robot with two duffel bags of c- cocaine. <laughs> then they get kicked off of eHarmony or wherever they are. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing for me was that Sean was saying, I'm going to set up sort of an extradition process for the medium place. So I think that might've been why Michael was saying, don't go to the medium place because maybe you aren't as safe there as you think you would be. I didn't catch that. What happened there? So that was how he got rid of Sean. When the second train was going to leave with Sean and all the demons, Sean said he was going to extradite them from the medium place to get them transferred to the bad place because they all think they're in the Eleanor and Chidi, Jason Tahani are in the medium place with Mindy at that point. Which makes you wonder who's the, the manager of the medium place with whom they have to, to grant the extradition. Is it the, the good place architect? I, I think it was a, joint decision that they somehow had when they put Mindy in the medium place they talked about how the good place got to put in so much stuff and then the bad place got to come and ruin it to a certain point to make it medium so I don't know who's officially in charge of that place. I guess they're both in charge yeah the neutral zone <laughs> well then the other thing they said if I remember correctly was that the the place, the quote-unquote good place, the place that Michael had made was going to be, like, destroyed or going to be reduced to nothing. Yeah, um, yeah he was supposed to stick around and finish the destruction. Finish the destruction. Okay, so the, if he just the, doesn't the party do that, yeah. was there to destroy the place, and right. then he needed to finish the destruction. So if he just doesn't do that, then they have some time in this remaining place to, I don't know, like, petition the good place to go there? I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I honestly don't know where they're going to go from here. Yeah. Eleanor made it sound like, at least for the moment anyway, she was very happy that they have the chance to go to the good place. But, you know, it wouldn't be much of a sitcom if they just went straight there. So I don't know. Like I said, most of the, most of the loose ends are tied up. They have they could go anywhere with this now. One of the things that, that I thought I saw, and you can verify this for me, Michael didn't look that happy when Eleanor said, we have everything we want, or I have everything I want. He seemed sort of discomfited in some way. Did anybody else see that? Yeah, a little. I think in some ways he did actually want the promotion that Sean gave him, (laughs) even though he is getting better and becoming, has his ethics in the right place now, but I don't know. You know he's going to wear that thumbs down pin upside down at some point. That would be great. Well, I also liked uh, at this point where Michael was, where they were talking about how they got the four clues that Michael left them. He goes, well, actually, I left you 1,200 clues. But... <laughs> that was great. Yeah. 
Well, I wonder if Michael is concerned because he did he didn't even come out and say that he had to trick Vicky and sort of double cross her to get her to to be taken care of by by Sean. Maybe he thinks that that's going to make him sort of a bad person in a way so that he can't get into the good place the way everyone's been trying to improve themselves to get into the good place. So I, yeah. I enjoyed that his way of tricking Vicky was actually to like whisper something, something, Vicky, <laughs> yeah. something, something <laughs> to drug Janet. Yeah. Because yeah, can Janet, can Janet lie? Is that, what's her thing? Like she can't, can she not lie? Something like that? I can't remember. I don't, think she can lie right but she can't tell. she can't hide the truth though yeah because yeah i remember eleanor asked if people could see their browsing history in like the first episode <laughs> she said no like they don't know what you've asked me so i don't know if she can lie or not but she can refuse to tell but i guess a drug janet wouldn't be very keen on keeping secrets <laughs> Didn't she have some sort of line where the only thing she was saying was like, I hate Derek so much. I hate him so much. <laughs> I think when she had to go get him from her void and she had some trouble finding him because she was magnet drunk. <laughs> and then she was magnet hungover at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everything hurts her poor ears because she hears everything. <laughs> Do you guys think we'll get into the next episode and everything, everyone is in the good place and suddenly the good place is not such a good place. I think that will be a, an interesting place to go. I, For some reason, I think we'll never see the good place. Like, actually see it. You know, we there could be people in it, but we just never get to see it. But that's just a guess. Yeah, I think But my uh, prediction is that, you know, we've only got like a couple more episodes left. And I think the rest of the episodes will be sort of trying to figure out how to get into the good place and seeing what they can do with it. I suspect there'll be more complications with it than, than we can think of. Cause you know, they've, they've got more plot that they've thought up themselves for this and you know, it's going to be kind of funny and everything else. But uh, yeah, I suspect that if they do go to the good place, it will be sort of as a, as a cliffhanger at the end of the season, instead of something that happens, say, you know, like next episode, but that's just a prediction. Yeah. Well, and I think since the last time we all talked, uh, the good place got renewed. So yeah. we at least know that it's not going to be the end. Yes, it's getting a season three. Although, my gosh, I mean, what what can they even fill a third episode with, right? Yeah, it's kind of amazing I to think know. about. Yeah. Oh, one thing did you did you see at the beginning of the episode when Sean was saying there's one of the one of the jokes at the beginning? He said, uh, you know, we've we've been thinking, Michael, that you're you know, you're not, you're, you're doing a bad job. So we've, people have been saying you're the Thomas Edison of incompetence or that, you know, blank. And I was like, wow, somebody said a swear in the good place, which you're not supposed to be able to do. Um, was that in the, the version of the show that you guys uh, watched? I don't remember noticing yeah. it. It, <laughs> it might've been there. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. And yeah. I didn't think about yeah, he's he's able to do that, but I guess he was. Well, that also like you would think the reason why they 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 made that that mechanism in the good place was so that people could swear without actually swearing in regular uh, uh, network TV time. But I guess you can <laughs> say that in and you know on NBC I, at eight thirty now. So yeah, in the first or second episode when Eleanor realizes she can't swear, 
Michael mentions that they can swear in the good place, but the people in that neighborhood don't like it, so it's been banned. So it's not like a permanent good place, bad place, no swears ever kind of rule. Oh, so, mm-hmm. okay. But that was because people in that in that neighborhood don't like it. <laughs> hmm. The other bit that, that I thought was funny was um, when they were having that big party, um, one of the demons uh, shouted, we're going streaking. And that was because they weren't wearing their human suit. Right? So I guess they were running around. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Technically. <laughs> yep. I don't have any additional show notes for this week. I will say that it was it was funny when Jason said he thought they should call the cops. It had gotten out of hand. But there's there's like no no cops. So mm-hmm. <laughs> who was that even for? <laughs> <laughs> there's always been that sense that we don't quite know where Jason's head really is, and it's interesting that the show kind of explored that a little bit with that little throwaway joke. They're like, you know, maybe he does kind of think that he's still just living his regular life. Yeah. I honestly, with this episode, there was a lot going on as far as plot points went, but not, it wasn't as like jokey, I think, as some of the other ones. Is that what you guys thought too? Yeah, definitely less jokes than normal. Yeah, I think they had a lot of jokes, but they went through the plot so quickly because they had so much plot to go through that we didn't get the time to enjoy or to detect every single joke. Yeah, I think their big jokey moment was the roast, where I think it was them, like, it wasn't actually supposed to be funny, funny, at least, you know, uh, Michael's jokes weren't supposed to make us laugh, but it was more like they were roasting the idea of a roast. Like, I think he even said at one point, the devils invented the comedy roast, something like that, right? So they're kind of Mm -hmm. making fun of the fact that anyone would ever think something like this was funny. So I do think a lot of that material (laughs) was sort of where they put their jokes in was kind of mocking it by making it intentionally and funny. That might have been where that went in. Yeah, that actually reminded me of the point where Michael had his midlife crisis a couple of episodes ago. It felt like that same sort of thing oh, where yeah. they kind of took a, a, a big piece of something and they just kind of ran with it for a couple minutes, just just all by itself. And then they kind of went back to the re- episode. Of course, in this place, they, <laughs> they wrote in, you know, the, the hints into it too. So they actually managed to make it do do two two things at once, which was kind of neat. Did anybody else have any other sort of little moments that they remember from the from the episode? Do you, ex- do you explain why the train protects them from being scanned? It's kind of weird. Yes. No, they they didn't explain it. I don't. They said it was the train that prevented Janet from noticing them, but they didn't explain why. Yeah, and I guess I guess Michael kind of knew because he had given them the the hint that they should hide yes, under the yes. train. So he must have known that that was going to happen. I actually thought for a minute that that bad Janet was actually good Janet, that he had, you know, managed to swap s- them up. Sw- yeah, swap them out. But but nope. Hmm. I did notice that Tahani was sort of being more mean than normal, especially to Jason. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And her her tone got pretty negative. Usually she's at least polite, but she straight to his face called him ignorant and expected him not to listen to her and all of that so she's feeling bitter i suppose at the moment yeah i think she's probably still hurt from everything in the last episode with almost getting married to him and then finding out he was married to janet and yeah all that kind of stuff is still hanging around yeah, there's there's a lot going on that we don't delve into because of all the plot that I'm sure is still going on. We just don't hear about it. 
Yeah, I was wondering if there was going to be a big fight between Tahani and Jason because she he basically insulted him to his face, but they just kind of turned it into another little joke at that point. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point that they're they're actually putting in at least some character development in the midst of all of you know all the jokes and all the plot. It is kind of interesting. Yeah, they were able to do all that. Yeah, if if they weren't trying to get through all the plot points, then Tahani and Jason and Eleanor and Chidi are both at odds at the moment, or at least somewhat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Chidi even know that Eleanor wasn't really in love with him? I thought Eleanor kind of kind of put that off and didn't didn't admit that last episode, but I don't remember. Yeah, she claimed that she like wasn't in love yeah. with him anymore, but I think everybody kind of thought she was lying at that <laughs> point. Right. Yeah, like that moment when when Tahani was like, oh, we never doubted you for a second. And Michael was like, you're lying. She's like, yeah, well, yeah, I am. Hmm. Yeah, the first first thing that we get in the previously on The Good Place is between Eleanor and Chidi, uh, you know, reviewing the video. But that made it seem like that was going to be a bigger point for this week. But it just kind of simmers while the rest of everything goes on. Yeah, the only real reference to it was uh, Michael's in the roast commenting about it. And then Chidi being like, well, you're one of my closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what our next week is, is all interpersonal stuff. We got rid of all of the external opponents. So now they get to kind of hash things out among themselves. That would be that'd be an interesting way to go. But we'll see. It goes back to being a bad place because they're with each other. (laughs) That would be an interesting spin of it, right? Because the, the original, he originally, Michael originally wanted them all to be at each other's throats, and then they weren't, and now maybe they will be. Maybe this will be like actually, ah, it'd be really interesting to see them sort mm. of uh, sink into that for a little bit before they, you know, maybe become good enough people that they can ascend yeah. to the good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they've had any growth over this last time, as opposed to season one where they were kind of all torturing each other in their own ways and whether or not they'll be able to stay friends through all this or they're going to go back to hating each other. Well, it was kind of interesting because I did feel that in the first season we got to see them grow a bit because it was all one interval. And then this season there were a lot of reboots. So maybe the remaining couple episodes now that we're, we're not rebooting anymore, We'll, we'll see some more of that well, kind of slow growth. Ha- have we, when was the last reboot? Was it in the second episode? It was pretty early in the season. They did like 50 or several hundred reboots in like the second episode. And then I don't think they've rebooted since. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. So we've had s- six episodes or so of them in this current yep. iteration again. Yeah, it's true. It feels like they've rebooted many more times, but they really haven't. It would be interesting if they do come at odds with each other and then Michael reboots again just because they are at each other's <laughs> throats. Wow. I don't want to see them rebooted again. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what we get. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So any, any kind of last thoughts before we uh, sign off? It's nice to talk to you guys again. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great to be back. Um, you know, we had our, our two-month hiatus and getting back in the swing of things. And we got a couple more episodes to do before we kind of see how they see what kind of twist they get they have for us for this year, if, if any. 
plenty of, of twists coming up, I think, one way or another. All right, so let me thank uh, my co-host here, uh, Javier. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And uh, Rachel, thanks. Have a good night, guys. Yep. Hope everyone stays warm out there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and Sarah, thanks for doing the recap. Oh, no problem. Thank you, guys. All right, and we will see you next time.